When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This is Joe Soro, not Gerald G. Glassford, coming right back at you for, you know, our post-game show. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. I know there's no fantasy football right now, but I just wanted to say that. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows, which is really Gerald's. Uh, If you can, you know, give Gerald a five-star review. Wherever! You can like and subscribe and follow or do whatever you can to support us here as well on the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to Yami Sweet, uh, Admiral Akbar himself. Uh, Gerald is currently taxing uh, in and around Vegas. So he will be back for the nightcap. And what a nightcap it will be. So for those of you who can stay up past your bedtime or... Uh, your wife lets you stay, you know, past like nine o'clock. I know there's some guys out there that have to sleep at the same time with their significant others. Yeah, guys, uh, we don't have to talk about that one. Uh, or, you know, you just might be an early bird and like to get up in the morning and, and, and work out, which you know, I'm in total support of. But tonight, tonight, folks, we saw something here tonight that I will have to admit, uh, I did not expect. <laughs> I did not expect the result tonight, but I am happy the result was not what I thought it was. And it was really wire to wire, Jamie. It, it was, I mean, they came out guns a blazing, and you kind of assumed maybe at some point the Celtics would turn it on and start just rolling. And then you start seeing at the end of the first quarter, you're like, well, no, not yet. Then it's like halfway through the second, and you're like, no, not yet. And then they're up 14 at the half, and you're like, all right, well, don't have your normal third quarter, you know, what's. And all of a sudden, it's kind of sort of they make a run, and then they they lost that quarter. I believe that's the only quarter they lost. And then, of course, the fourth quarter start hitting, and then I started noticing they just kept maintaining that lead. It was like 10, 8, 10 nine then it went to 11 then it went to 12 and then by that time as soon as the three three minute mark hit and they were up double digits i'm like no man they're gonna close this out so uh i'm absolutely elated and and again guys it's the celtics i'm not saying i'm not gonna come on here tonight and say oh my god it's this is it this is the turning point no no we already said we're not gonna do that this is a game to game discussion now 
tonight has a little bit of a specialty because it's the Celtics. And not only that, you went into their crib and whacked them pretty good. So, Jamie, what what happened tonight? What worked? And why did this why did the Celtics fold for four quarters? I mean, the, the answer to that's going to be in the Celtic locker room. I think that when they, I mean, I'm going to, they fell into the trap, right? I mean, this, this is the kind of game that have we had AD and LeBron. And when we do against Charlotte, I'm going to say like, this is a potential trap game because you're looking at a team that's down, right? Lakers are already down. Fan base is annoyed. There's the cryptic tweets going on out there. All those cryptic tweets, people get all up in the panties in a bunch about that I could care negative i can't negative about anybody whose twitter says anything at all but like the celtics just never looked like they had that energy when they came into staple or crypto whatever you call it these days they had a different intensity and that never really showed up tonight you know they they, they played sloppy on defense especially but you know they took i thought you know a lot of early shots I, th- I felt like they were like, oh, at some point we're going to just turn it on, you know? And as somebody who watched a lot of Laker teams who thought they could just turn it on, I know that what that trap looks like. And that's the trap that the Celtics fell into, into tonight. So I couldn't be happier. Great time for us. You know, as you said, though, one, one game at a time from here on out. There are no more, oh, is this the game that's turning the season around? It's not happening. The season is not going to turn around in one or two games that we that we win. It's it's just not. You know, it's just impossible to ask that of this team. So I literally just got home. I've been out all day. I'm, I'm making myself dinner before I put my kid to bed. So I apologize for the multitasking. But um, I, I couldn't be happier. I, I really, you know, Reeves had his best game, certainly of the season, possibly as a Laker. Russell, even though he wasn't the best shooting version of himself never seemed like unengaged. Didn't like take it, take, take anything off. And I thought he was pretty, played pretty well tonight for once. You know, that's the, one of those guys that everybody kind of like hoped to see play better as a Laker. And this is by far, I thought his most impactful performance. And I, I gotta say it, man, I love Vando shooting the three. It doesn't look good, but when he shoots it, it opens up everything because if he makes a couple, you got to start to respect it to a degree. You can't just sag completely off of him. And then it makes everything he brings so much better. If he can score just 10 to 15 points a game and still bring everything else he brings to the table, this team has the potential to be an upsetter in the playoffs. And, if, and I mean, there's other things that have to go along with that. It requires one of D'Lo or Reeves making shots, ideally both, and it requires somebody on the bench stepping up. But if those things can all happen on a regular basis, I like our chances in a seven-game series against all but maybe four or five teams. You know, it's it's interesting. I I, I noticed I noticed that there was no effect. There wasn't really an effect when Vanda went down, and that's 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 another. I would say that was probably the most besides winning the game. It was probably the most impressive part of this because. We as a fan base, we actually thought, oh, my God, if he's going to go, that means this is it. The, 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 now right. the, the Celtics are going to make a run, and, and they didn't. They actually continued to play as well as they were playing with him there. Yeah. And that that's something that if I'm in the locker room and I'm Darvin Ham, God forbid, uh, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there going, I, the most impressive thing besides obviously winning the game, I was very proud of you guys that you didn't mentally check out when Vando went to the locker room because you essentially lost your best defender yep. uh, as a whole on that on, on the team other than AD, and he was making his shots. If Vando's giving you – that's like Rodman dropping 10 points in a game for you. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah, it's that's it's it's the the impact because we've talked I've talked about this a lot when Shaq used to dunk on the Davis boys or I should uh-huh. say Davis boys it wasn't Indiana but one of the Davis boys and then Arvidas Sabonis at the same time like you're talking about one man and if anybody had ever seen Arvidas Sabonis Arvidas Sabonis was bigger than Shaq his he head was, was house. his his head was the size of a tire like it was huge. <laughs> So the fact that Shaq would dunk over him and Dale Davis, not just Sabon, he would dunk on them like they weren't even there. Right. It's two points, but it's not. There's a mental right. effect there. So when yeah. Vando hits those threes, especially back to back, you're going, oh man. And it's not, it's it's not just the 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 the, the, the Lakers that feel that. It's actually worse. For the opposer, because then I'm like, my God, if this guy's going to hit threes, right? what the hell are we going to do? Because Austin's wow. coming in the lane. D'Lo was coming in the lane, doing whatever the hell he wanted. Jackson Hayes, which was by far the best game he's had as a Laker, Jackson Hayes was a- enough of a nuisance for four quarters to where they Porzingis couldn't even do anything. He had to go right. outside, and even then, he got his shot blocked by, uh, by Jackson at, at the end. So it's – the. Uh, the cliche of overall offense, overall team win. This was as as much of a team win as you can have, considering you don't even have LeBron or AD playing a minute in this game. So props, props to those, props to those players. And uh, I, I just want to say this: um, it's not really a negative, but it's just another you know uh, alert towards Mr. Ham. Uh, Torian Prince was the only guy that had a negative tonight. <laughs> uh, he had some good plays, don't get me wrong, but Darvin Ham, uh, or I should say Palenka, can you package if you're gonna do a trade for someone, can you please package Torian Prince in there as a, as a sweetener? Now, I'm not talking about like a sweetener to get the trade done, I'm talking about just for contract purposes or something, uh, because Darvin Ham just just. He just does not seem to get it that Torian Prince is always in the negative, no matter if LeBron or AD is playing or not. Um, Doesn't matter. But and that's that's a lineup thing. That's a lineup issue. It's not putting yeah. him in the right lineups. So that's. But I'm not going to talk about that tonight. I'm not going to talk about tonight. Again, the Lakers. No, uh, once we have something positive to talk about, let's. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Lakers. Lakers won tonight. One fourteen. One oh five. Austin Reeves was the player of the game. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Celtics, too. The Celtics showed something tonight that they've been showing for the last three, four years. And it's something that we've been harping on the Lakers about for the last three or four years, is they're not killers. No. Jason Tatum, great player. I'd say he's probably the only great player on there. I I do like Jalen Brown. I like who he is as a person. I don't mind his game, but he is not a super max player by any stretch. And no. I think, it, I think in the end, that's a bad call. I think that's, I mean, you, they have no choice. 
a lot of yeah. these contracts are about timing sometimes. Yeah. But it, he is not a supermax. He's not a supermax. This happens. He disappears sometimes in these games, and you can't be paying somebody that kind of money and them disappearing, especially an inferior team like this. Yeah. Tatum, Tatum might not disappear, but he misses a lot of shots. Porzingis, uh, you guys kind of saw a little bit tonight when you when you kind of bully Porzingis. Yep. He starts to soften up. Yep. And then, of course, you had a bunch of eight and nine and ten and eleven uh, rotational guys hitting threes because that's all they do. But the problem with right. that is problem the Lakers have always had is if they're good at doing one thing they suck at the other and what happens is that either evens out or they suck so bad on the other side it doesn't matter if they make a three because in two series they allow like two points or four points which you know obviously uh, negates that that play but uh again I I I don't I don't know if if Embiid stays uh healthy um and they can make a transaction here before the deadline, uh, turns out that Embiid has a lateral meniscus injury. Yeah, that's uh, a problem. It, it, I don't know if that means a tear. I, I don't think it was said that it was a tear. It just said it was an injury. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll. But I, I would say if they, if he can get enough rest here in the next few weeks and get him right, don't don't pressure it. I know it's, I know he really wants to win back to back MVPs, but uh, if we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to see if he really wants to win an MVP or win the championship. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, he's already won the MVP. If I were him, I'd, I'd have my eyes on the big prize. And, and that's how it always should be, and I've always criticized him for that. I'm like, dude, focus on winning the championship. Why, why, you know, MVPs will be there, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> top five players would love to be an MVP, but, like, you're not – who talks about Steve Nash nowadays? Two-time back-to-back MVP winner, forgotten. Boy, that's a whole. That, we could do a show on that. And I, I like Steve. I like Steve Nash. I really do. Uh, and I, I and I, yeah. Stayed in. Blah blah blah. But that 06 MVP was a slap in the face. Yeah. Es- especially considering, uh, eleven years later, and twelve years later, you give the MVP to Russell Westbrook <laughs> for his individual prowess, right. and then the following year you give it to James Harden. You're telling me. You're telling me that right. Steph Curry wasn't an MVP in 2018, or I mean, Durant, or, or yeah, uh, it, 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 based off team success because that's what I always hear. You know, it's funny team success, right? Yeah. It's, I always I only hear team success when it comes to the Lakers. So if the Lakers are playing well, or let's say a player's playing well, oh well, they're a seventh seed, so uh, he's not going to be able to do it. Right. Kobe. Didn't get the MVP in 06 because he didn't have team success, right? Kobe in 09, his team wins 65 games in the West. In the West. Okay, in the West. He wins. He he, he wasn't, I think he was third in the MVP in 09. Right. After winning it in 08, 2010, the Lakers played 50 win teams in every round in 2010. Yep. No MVP again. Oh, and by the way, he had seven game winners in 2010. Yep. yep. So that's that's a little segue but, into that. The point is this, is that if, if you want to be legendary, <clears throat> the MVP in the NBA is not enough. It's not even enough in football. It's not enough in any sport, I don't think. You know, how many MVPs has Mike Trout won? He's won a bunch. 
What's he won? Nothing. And that's what he's going to be judged on. And that's what Otani is going to be judged on. And that's what every great player of their generation is going to be judged on. What did you really get done? Not just during the regular season. It's important. It's not, no, it's not unimportant. But it's also a matter of how can, when it's, when, when, it, when, the, when, it, when the pressure ratchets, ratchets up a, a notch or 10, how do you respond? Can you lead your team then? Can you, can you still be a dominant force? Jokic finally got broke through that, right? Finally did it last season. Nobody's ever going to be able to question anything about him ever again. But you don't want to be one of those MVP. You don't want to be an MVP who's got, you know, two, three MVP trophies, but no Larry O. Got to have that Larry O to validate yourself, unfortunately, especially in the NBA, especially in the NBA, where the difference between the greats is, is, you know, up until the last top top five players, you you, you know, you're going to get into like extreme minutia. But after that, after the top five, it's just a big pile of really, really good basketball players. And there's nothing that separates a lot of them. What separates, you know, Clyde Drexler and Charles Barkley? Banners, rings. Uh, they're both good. There's nothing wrong with Chuck, you know, fine player, but he's, he was never able to take a team all the way. And I get it. You know, coaches hate that compare, hate that. Like, well, this is like the measuring stick, but that's, that's, that's the game, dude. That's <laughs> don't, don't hate the game in this case. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the line of work you chose to embark upon uh, and good luck with it, you know, but if you can't be one of those guys that takes your team to that last destination, you're going to be remembered for, you know, for while you're great, but you will then quickly be shuffed, shuttled aside. Like how, like what, I mean, Russell Westbrook's still playing. Nobody talks about him as if he were a former MVP. Nobody. People don't even really talk about James Harden like that because they haven't won anything. They just put together some nice regular season numbers on teams that were built around them to win. And they didn't take it all the way. So that's the difference, you know, and so Embiid needs to focus on that. AD, LeBron have won one together. They need to focus on what was it about tonight that can be replicated when they're on the floor? Because if that can be unlocked as a result of this game or this road trip or whatever, then the entire 50 odd games where I guess we're not quite at 50, but you know, coming up on 50 odd games that it took to get to that moment will have been worth it. But if they can't figure out that formula about what was it about tonight that worked so very well. And it wasn't just that Boston didn't show up. The Lakers imposed their will on the Celtics tonight and it was the scrubs that did it. And if this just kind of falls to the wayside and it's, you know, three, it's like the in-season tournament where it's like, well, that was nice while it lasted. And the, you know, cause all those games that we played so dominantly with, with that weird court on all those weird courts were games we like that still counted, except for the one that, you know, the one that was the in-season tournament. There's something there. There's something this team has that this, that they can turn to, but it's just horribly inconsistent. And that's, that's the most frustrating part is that I've seen this team be dominant on both ends of the floor. And when they don't, play like that on a regular basis and it looks like it's coming down to a lack of effort and heart that leads to the type of questions that are surrounding the team at this moment in time 
it's the coach it's lebron it's the it's it's the lineups it's the injuries when it's really just everybody's not showing up everybody's not playing hard every single night all game long and we saw what playing hard all game long got us tonight and if they can't figure that out on their own and if the coaching staff can't get them to buy in or instill it in them or whatever adjective you want to throw out there adverb uh, you know, it, it's going to be a lost season and Darvin if you know, play in, plays out, playoffs, one round done. I'm not sure he sticks around for next season. I don't know that there's a great replacement for Darvin out there. Uh, my coworker and I at work were talking about this. I was like, would you bring Jeff Van Gundy to the bench? He was like, no, no, no. Uh, I'd, 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 I'd take a flyer on Jeff Van Gundy. I like Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> it's so crazy. It just might work, but. I, I don't know. That's a discussion for the summer. I, I, I don't think there's a scenario where Darvin Ham gets fired in season. Or if it does happen, it just means the season has become so utterly sad and depressing that, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it, nothing good will come of it. It, it, it won't, it, it'll just be like, well, that's the cherry on top of this, you know, crap sandwich. Um, so, yeah. But I'd like, I'd love to see. And again, I'm not saying that this is the barometer game that turns the fortunes and now we're sailing north on with the wind at our backs with a hole full of doubloons. But we can learn something from this game if they open their minds and learn the lesson of effort. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot. There's a lot here. Uh, and I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to try to get I'm going to try to navigate this as best I can. We probably have about an hour to do it. So we have time. If there was an excuse to play thir- uh, Prince 38 minutes tonight would have been a, a good, an, a, a reasonable excuse. Cause you had three, essentially three. I know Vando doesn't start all the time, but he should be. You have three starters out, uh, you know, in the second, especially in the second half, one of them was, uh, so you have to play with what you could play with. Cause your other option is J- Jalen hood, Shafino and, Maxwell Lewis looks like he, he he hasn't made a layup in his entire life. I mean, it's 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 almost embarrassing to actually have players that are so scared to play a game that they've been playing their whole life. But um, I'm not going to get into that right now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on why they won tonight in, in detail. Okay, so you look at the turnover ratio. You look at the turnover numbers. They turned the ball over seven times tonight. And three of those was from one guy and two from another guy. So you're talking about your guards. You're talking about uh, D'Angelo Russell and your pseudo guard, which is Austin Reeves. He had zero. <laughs> I'm sorry. D'Angelo had one. And uh, Reeves had one. So I was looking at Vanderbilt and Hayes' numbers. Um, 
No, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. D'Angelo had one. Austin had zero. That's it. I was reading the other one. Uh, and that's, I mean, what what when your guards are distributing 13 assists with no or one turnover, that is that's that right there. A lot of times will tell you how well the game is going for you. I mean, that's 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 a statistic. I bet if you went into Elias Sports Bureau, if you looked at anyone who's distributing 13 assists in a game with no or maybe one turnover, it's very likely that the the win is is at a high clip at that point. So, a lot of props to DeAndre Russell for protecting the ball. A lot of props for Austin protecting that ball. And really, he was he he, he was him tonight. He was him tonight. He was making shots in the same way we make shots when we're in the zone. You know, there's just those games where certain people are in the zone and everything came together at once. It was the cohesiveness. It was the back to the wall, cliche BS. It was being degraded for a half a day, saying you guys are going to get your rear ends kicked. And then on top of that, you had a couple of your players have Laker career nights in Boston of all places. I mean, guys, you couldn't have picked a better setting. You really, really couldn't. I mean, what a what I would really, and I'm, I'm, I'm we're greedy. I, I would love for you guys to do a back to back on this, man. Lay the smackdown on on the Celtics, which you did, and then do one in, in the Madison, in the most popular arena on the planet, which is the Madison, the, the Garden. So, I. I just, when you have rhythm, when you have momentum on your side, rhythm is the thing. You're asking the question of why can't they play like this all the time? Guys, it's going to come down to the coach on that. The, The rotation thing is a coaching thing. When the rotations aren't done correctly, it's very obvious where the issue is. And what you had here is you didn't have Reeves, D'Angelo, Jackson Hayes. They knew they were going to play. They knew. And when they knew, all they needed was a couple of good things to happen for them. Then all of a sudden, they're like, cool. Now I know I'm going to be rolling the whole game. I'm going to be doing my thing. I'm not going to have – oh, I'm going to drop two threes and then Darvin's going to take me out because he's got to bring LeBron in. Or if Jackson Hayes makes a couple baskets, oh, but we know that he's got to bring AD in. You didn't have to worry about that. And this is the result. So, again, it all came together at the right time. That Sometimes you mix in all the stuff, all the the bulletin board BS, and then you factor in uh, a career night and then luck. Okay? Part of the luck is Austin shooting the shot from the left corner about, what, 28 feet away and making it. That shot... That shot devastated the Celtics. I think that's the one that actually they like, dude, this is on our night. I bet you that was the one. And then the Lakers just kind of wrote it. They, they stayed consistent. They kept that 10-point lead. My favorite, my favorite parts of the fourth quarter is when you're up 10. And then and what I do is, let's say you go into the fourth quarter up 10, like they were. I pay attention. Okay, after the first four minutes, 
how what where where are your plus and minus in the in the in the def- deficiency category? And it just kept staying the same. It kept staying the same. And then it maybe it dropped a point, maybe it dropped two points. Then it went up again. Then it went up back down. Then it went up. Then it stayed there. Then it stayed there. Then it stayed there. Then they were up by one point halfway through the quarter. For me, I'm sitting there going, "You're doing it exactly how you're supposed to." You just went a whole half quarter, and you're actually plus one. And then all of a sudden, it became plus four towards the end. And then uh, once it, once it hit two minutes, I was like, "Dude, they're not. They're just they're, they're done. They're not going to do that." And then, of course, Muzula took Muzula took uh, his players out of two minutes. Which in today's NBA, I mean, I know his team was toast. I still probably would have waited a little bit longer. Uh, but I think he knew they were checked out. I think they probably didn't do jack squat all day today, knowing after they heard the announcement that LeBron and and AD weren't playing. And I bet you this. I bet you this. I bet you even with that, even if LeBron and AD had played, I bet you they were still like, ah, the Lakers are coming in. Shit. Uh, what are these guys going to do? Losing a freaking Atlanta and Houston like a bunch of chumps. And then, of course, we find out about LeBron and AD, and they're like, oh, man, come on. I'm going to take one of these. Before the game. <laughs> and guess what? I'm going to pour it. Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. Scotchy, Scotch, Scotch. Down in my belly. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Nightcap. It's actually whiskey, but, or uh, rum. I mean, whatever. But I wanted to sing the song. It's a great so, song. Yeah, thank you. Um, so... Yeah, you like that, Kurt? Yeah, I thought of it uh, just right before we got on. I wanted to change it up. I've been using McMaster's for my alias name sometimes, so I put Riz Marquis. Riz is a new, uh, it's the new kid word. It's the new new age word. I, he's a Riz. Every time I hear the word Riz, I just think of the, 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 the one that starts with a J every time. But anyways, the uh, Lakers, again, uh, win tonight 114-105. Uh, for those of you who have gotten in late here, Gerald is uh, is playing taxi tonight. He will be back tonight at 10 o'clock for the nightcap. And, uh, but we do have Jamie Sweet here. Jamie was able to uh, uh, get home in time to do all the cooking and cleaning and, uh, and massaging and, and, and all the things that he does. Enough to also, you know, speak while he's doing it too. So, again, Fine. We, we appreciate that, Jamie. So I, I have a question. So Please. we're sticking with game by game sets up. So now the game is over. Game is over. We won. We'll probably talk a little bit more here and there in the next hour or so. But I'm already off to, to the Knicks on Saturday. Okay. Do you think that LeBron and AD are both playing on Saturday? I do. Okay, so with that, how does Darvin Ham now go, all right, guys, harness what you just did. Harness it. And if you would you would think that if LeBron if, I mean we want to preserve LeBron, right? Right. Maybe Darvin Ham goes into Saturday's game and goes, or between now and then talks him, okay, guys. You remember when I was trying to limit LeBron's uh, minutes, game one? You get everybody was like angry at me. I was we were. He, he, it was like, when's LeBron coming? In? When's LeBron coming? In? And then they lost to Denver. Well, folks, I'm I'm, I'm I'm talking like I'm like I'm Ham, Darvin Ham, guys. 
look what you guys did without LeBron and AD. I go, we want to create this kind of setup. We do this. Folks, we can get out of this rut that we're in. I don't have to lose my job. Jeannie doesn't have to stop going shopping at Tiffany's. Rob Palenka could come out of whatever rat hole he's been in anytime something goes wrong. And then, of course, LeBron can then, you know, make, 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 can start doing interviews where he can say I 400 times and feel confident about it. And, you know, these are all important things, Jamie. This is important. You know, people, this is what makes people feel good. So you go in to New York and you go, all right, we learned something from the Boston game. If we lose this game, the Boston game becomes zero again. And you're already like negative one. Losing to Atlanta. We kind of knew they were going to lose to Houston. At least I did. But you you went, you went, you beat the Warriors, got spanked by the, by the Rockets and Atlanta. You made up for one of those games with the Boston one. Now you need to get that New York one. Because if you get the New York one, you could finish the road trip at four, uh, four and two. After all that, four and two, the games that you thought they were going to win, or at least I thought one of them, you actually ended up replacing them with the ones in Boston and in New York. So can Darvin Ham tell his crew, guys, can we just do this and then I'll adjust the lineups? Can you keep that momentum? Can you keep that energy? I, I mean, I... I really want to say yes. Um, however, the realist in me is, you know, is a, is never, it never stops, never stopping. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. I think the Knicks are playing on a different level than Boston is right now. Um, they've, they got all the juice out of that OG and a newbie trade that they could have hoped for and more. And it doesn't matter that Randall went down. It hasn't slowed him down one bit. Uh, I don't think that, Randall's gonna might have play. been a blessing, actually. <laughs> yeah, we might be. We might have lucked out because you know he's gonna be out for this game. Um, thank you, Eric the Raves. Um, thank you for the super chat. Thank you, Eric. Uh, and uh, I, I would love, like you say, Eric. I would love. Thanks for the thanks for the positive comment. But I would love for them to carry this momentum. I just haven't seen this team able to do that. They haven't been able to sustain anything. Win the in-season tournament, drop two out of fourteen games. You know what? How? So you know, had a statement double overtime win over the over the Warriors, drop the next two games. You know, so it's hard for me to believe that this team has figured out how to carry momentum. It's the one thing they really can't seem to establish this season is any kind of forward momentum. So it's it's one of those things that I would love to say I believe it's going to happen. I have a hard time saying it. Uh, honestly, so I'm not going to say it. What I do think they can take into this game is the same chip, the same everybody's mocking us, the same ridicule is that I think I think you kind of hit it on the head. They they all had their you know their butts chapped for the last 36 hours since the Atlanta debacle, and I think that it finally stirred you know stirred the hornets' nests. You know got the got the bees buzzing. Excuse me. So if they can play with that chip, if they just have this level of energy and execution and focus and grit, frankly, you know, one of the one of the guys on the blog, one Mongo Slade likes to say, like, when the Lakers play with that kind of dog, uh, good things tend to happen. 
and we played that way tonight. We played with that kind of dog tonight, and we we didn't we never backed down from the physicality. We didn't we never let the Celtics off the hook, and so we just need to come into the garden ready for a playground scrap. I know that's one of the greatest venues on planet Earth. I've been there several times. It's a wonderful venue, actually. But you got to pretend like it's bike racks three o'clock, and your reputation at school is riding on this bad boy. So you know, bring the knuckle dusters and the uh, and the roll of quarters, man, because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. The Knicks are gonna play physical. They're gonna get up in you. And you know, I'm hopeful that LeBron and AD play. I'm hopeful that nobody's ruled out after this for multiple games. Um, but we'll see about that. You know, the the it's a it's a fickle sport when it comes to injuries. But we can't. You know, everybody's running out of excuses. And Darvin Hand keeps talking about how his team's got a man up. Bro, there's a mirror waiting for you somewhere, and you got to look in it because you got to do the same thing. You cannot excuse yourself from this debacle that you you are entrenched in with your team. The coach doesn't get to ride above the storm of of, of crap while the team slogs through it. You're in it too, man. And any thinking otherwise is means your career is going to end as a coach after this season. Because uh, evidently you've, you've got a, you've got you've got a hall pass until the end of the season, but I don't extend. I think it's, I don't think it extends much past that. Um, so I I I want everybody to like take a look in the mirror and be like, is this the guy I can be? Is this the best? Uh, this is the best version of me I've been all season, except for maybe D'Lo. I think D'Lo's had better overall games. Everybody else, probably the best game they played all season long, as a collective unit and individually. Figure it out, man. It's what you obviously can do it. You've shown us you can do it. The problem with sports and all things in life really is once you show me you can do something, you better believe I'm going to expect you to do it again. I'm not going to think it's a one trick. If you're a one trick pony, you know, you're, you're no better than the O'Neaters. Uh, and that's a sad tale. So figure it out people. And, and I'm, when I say people, I don't mean all of us here on the, channel and our wonderful chat room i mean everybody in the laker locker room at at some point your i mean you could say manhood needs to be questioned are you here to ball or are you here to ball you know the english language is one of the dumbest the English language absolutely, is one of, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. There's nothing. It is one of the dumbest languages ever. And it's especially so when it, when you're trying to teach somebody to learn to read, but it, you're absolutely right. Is this is this, there's no, this season isn't getting longer. <laughs> this, the chances, the window isn't opening wider. It's the reverse. Everything is everything. The pressure is only going to go up every dumb loss from here on out is just going to ratchet the pressure up by 10 every single time. A lot of these guys are just going to break under that pressure. And that's why you have a LeBron. That's why you have an AD, because they won't, right? Or so you hope. But I just don't th – this has to be – again, I don't want, I'll never say turning point this season, but this has to be the lesson – that starts the consistency on some level. And if it's not, we're just going to drop another game or two after this. We'll get all high on ourselves and, and then losing, losing Charlotte. Even if we beat the Knicks and losing Charlotte, it's going to be ridiculous. 
So the, they have to take this seriously. And, and, and one game at a time, man. Like, flush this one right now. Great job. Move on. It's done. It's over. You can't go back and relive this. It's, it's, it's in the past. And you got to worry about New York in two days. More like 36 hours, I guess. So flush it. Good job. You know, gold star for everybody. Flush now and move on. Because if you don't, you're, you're going to lose. And if, same thing after the next game. When you just got to figure out how to show up with a fresh approach and a fresh attack every single day. And this team hasn't shown they can do that yet. So that's, that's always been the biggest problem, along with some of the inherent flaws of the roster. It's, I, I don't, I, I'm so tired of repeating everything over and over again. They're 25 and 25 after 50 games. Five games, five games, just five would have made a difference. Imagine being 30 and 20. You're feeling a little bit better after tonight if you're 30 and 20. Just five games. And the sad thing is I was calculating the numbers in my head here. There's exactly 32 games left. And even if they went 20 and 12, which normally that'd be a damn good, you know, record, they'd only win 45 games. That means they're 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 for sure gonna be a nine or a ten in the play-in. The current six seed right now is at a 71% clip. They're 28 and 20. So they 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 realistically, if they want a legit playoff seeding, which is six and above, they got to win like twenty five of the next 30, 32 games. I can't, I don't. I, there's no way. There's it's no not, way. There's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. I mean, that would take. It would take. It would take exactly what happened tonight in a smaller sample, because obviously AD and LeBron are going to get the majority of that time. And even if they don't, if you're playing LeBron 30 minutes a game, that's still 30 minutes a game. And he's a dominant player. He's going to do his thing. He's the, you know, pseudo one option, right? And then you have AD. Let's say AD is dropping 30 and 15 for the next 32 games. There's a slight chance that that might be possible, but the other guys have to stay in rhythm the way they did tonight. I don't know if they're capable of doing that. In the long haul, haul, we all want to be wrong here, man. I am dying to be wrong. I, I, and it's not just basketball. Please. It's not basketball only, man. There's times where I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to my friends about, man, what if this happened? And what if that happened? And I go, dude, do you have any idea what it takes to get to that spot? I go, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to put this in there. I go, you could barely wipe your own ass, let alone do all one of these things. How the hell is this going to happen? You have to quit your job. Oh, I can't quit my job. That ain't going to happen. But what if we did this? What if I got this guy to do? I'm like, no one's going to do this for you. They're going to want a bigger piece of the pie. And that's kind of the same mentality here. I'm trying to get to that point. The point is, Jackson Hayes, just the, the, the stars aligned at the perfect time tonight. He happened to have his best game. He had time to do it. He got the confidence. And it, it all bundled together. And, and you, can't, you can't expect this. You cannot expect this 
to be something consistent, guys. If, if he was that guy, he would have never been a Laker. He would have been a star uh, when he came out of the, when he came into the league. The guys, come on. Why can't he do this? I'm like, dude, if he was doing that, if this guy was a 3 and D, he would have never been a Laker. Because we know that our GM can't draft for crap in the first round. They're good in the second round. They're good at picking up uh, free agents. But not only do they uh, – but they're good enough to pick up free agents and then let one of them go. So does that really matter? Oh, well, we, we found Caruso. Yeah, but you let him go in his prime. So to me, that's a, that's a stupid – you just screwed up your, your good decision with a bad decision and it outweighs your good decision at that point. And that's the problem here. Again, the point here is every time I see a good decision or a good performance, it's followed by one and a half to double a, a crappy decision or performance. So all I'm asking the Lakers to do on Saturday, can you do this again on the road where you've sucked? Sucked ass, actually, really bad. Can you do it twice? and do it against two really good teams. They have not done that this year. I am not surprised that they were competitive tonight, even though I thought it would have been a blowout, because it's Boston. It's just like the the Steelers and Ravens. I don't know how many times the Steelers and Ravens have played with their backups, the third strings, and the game is still competitive. Yeah, you know that this – the Steelers are probably going to win this because Baltimore has their backup and vice versa, but it's still competitive. And then once in a great while, a blowout will be mixed in. But more often than not, those games were always three six-point games. Didn't matter who was playing because there's this energy. It's the Lakers-Celtic thing. It just, it's there. And I'm glad it was there for 48 minutes because, man, they 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 restored a lot of just kind of like what they did to Golden State in, on Saturday, which is another team they've always played well against. I don't know what it is about. They just seem to really play well against Steph Curry. You know, sometimes matchups, certain teams just match up well with it, no matter what it is. Yeah. So they beat they beat Golden State. They beat the finalists in the 2022 finals, right? Then they get waxed by Houston and Atlanta were sub-500 teams. Go figure. Well, folks, Lakers – you have a very good opportunity, very good opportunity to end the Grammy trip with a winning record. You beat New York, and I think you guys can beat Charlotte. You come back home at 4-2. and two, You guys got to beat Denver and New Orleans after that. So you got to get the wins where you can. Oh, I, bought my, I bought my folks nice seats for that Denver game, so they better win that game. Good, good, good. That's Again, the coach. And that's the Kobe uh, unveiling day as well. So, Condor, uh, how, do, how did you feel about Campbell going for it on fourth repeatedly? Uh, Condor, I blame Reynolds for that drop pass. If he doesn't drop that pass, the Lions are in, like, if they don't move the ball another foot, they're in really good range for field goal. But I would have, I thought if he, if he, if he catches that ball, they convert the fourth down, and then the Lions probably. They probably devastate the Niners at that point, and they go on and uh, get a touchdown, win the game. I don't know why Campbell's getting such a a hard rap on that. He's been doing this all year. He's been doing that all year. They were winning. They were winning all year. And how can you how can you uh, control your defensive back 
with the ball right in his hand, and it bounces, and it goes into Ayuk's hands, touchdown. You can't control that. Those two plays cost the, 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 the Detroit Lions a Super Bowl berth. That has nothing to do with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell called a perfect play. He dropped it. It was right in his hands. Both of them had it right in their hands. That This is what I don't like about the media, man. Cheap trash. No one backing him up either. Nice. He's been doing this all year. He, They got there because of that. And they didn't lose because of it. They yeah. lost because players didn't catch the ball on both plays. Those plays, if they catch the ball, the Lions are in the Super Bowl. Come on. Come on, guys. You got you, you, you talentless assholes that are out there that are just trying to get clicks. You know, the media out there have always been a-holes. Seriously, they've always been a-holes. But now it's not the national or regional guy that had to go through the muck to get that job. Now it's some pipsqueak piece of crap somewhere sitting with his hand in his dick. You know, oh, I'm going to talk about this on my little uh, social media thing. They don't know shit about sports. They don't know anything about any of this stuff. <laughs> you got me going, baby. Condor, thank you for lighting it up. Right. Everybody, we, I had a... I had a request for a rant. Right. And I'm like, guys, come on, man. Come on. It's going to look fake. Oh, we should have won by 40. How It sounds stupid, but you got it out of me. You got it yeah. out. That's good. You I, got no, it out. I kind of feel like it happens at least organ organically at least once a show, Joe. At least once a show. It's got to be organic, uh, oh, yeah. Jamie. Oh, it, can't, it can't be. I mean, I can, I can act. I can act sure. it, sure. But it, but I'm trying to also explain to to folks out there because this is important. This is an important thing for your life, guys. I don't break things when I'm angry. That's uh, to me. That's a, a that's a that's a mind that's lost. That's a mind that's not in control. I'm about control. I'm about self control. I don't I don't I don't do uh, stupid things. I don't go to to the jungle in in, in L. A. late at night. You know I don't do those kind of things. Uh, you know, those, you know, simple stuff. I don't, you know, if I'm, you know, hitching, putting the hitch on the truck, you know, I do a lot of, you know, checks. Okay. Is this good? Is this good? It's just like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm a very careful person without being the, the OCD type. Cause there's a level where you start involving people in your stuff and then it inconveniences them. My OCD is tied to when I'm by myself and I want something done correctly. Uh, I don't want to bring anybody into all that. Joe only does organic genuine rants. <laughs> I thought I thought that was gonna go towards the food. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, uh, you, you're always a support, man. I love you, man. Uh, let's see, Eric the Raid Zangerstein. That was big, considering he gets called for moving screens every time he's on the floor. Great game out of him. That will help this confidence. Like, yeah. So, uh, of course, I, I want you all to be ready here, guys. Uh, when I look at the free throws, and this is the same discussion I had on Sat after Saturday's game. So the Celtics only went to the line seven times. The Lakers went to the line 26 times. For those of you who are watching, I'm sure about most of our people who are here understand uh, logic, you know, because we talk a lot about logic here. We like to teach it. We like to educate it. We like to <laughs> condone it, you know. Folks, for those of you who are watching and not, not commenting and are not liking who we are, when you shoot threes, 90% yep. of the time, 
you're not going to get to the line. You know those those general. those fouls at the three point line. If you're lucky, you might get right. two a game. If you're right. lucky, one is actually a bonus. Okay, when you shoot threes like the Celtics do, like all the time, which all is probably the time. why they don't freaking win championships. They can't go down low. Well, Porzingis, well, we got Porzingis, and I'm hey, I was like, yeah, cool, let's see. But what we saw tonight, what we saw tonight. And this was this was Jackson Hayes' best game, not because of the points. I mean, it helped. Sure. But the way he played up on Porzingis, Porzingis don't like contact, folks. He ain't a he ain't a chatterhead, man. He ain't that beast. He ain't Paris. He ain't Mikhail. He ain't Bird. I mean, even Cedric Maxwell was kind of soft for me, but he was he's not even Cedric Maxwell. So he's not the bus. Yeah. So I'm like, really? Really, you let Jackson Hayes, you know, you let Jackson Hayes move you around to the point where you're, 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 you're controlling the ball at 29 feet. You don't know where the hell you are. Right. Come on, man. Also, Please. some big mental errors by the Celtics. You know that uh, Drew Holiday's just stepping out of bounds when the game was about 11 points, and I didn't even know he was playing in the game until like the third quarter. <laughs> that's I'm what's good. Like, about where's Drew Holiday? Oh, Drew Holiday's playing. No, that's what I think. <laughs> Holiday. He's the quietest 20 and 10 guy you'll ever see. He's like Mike Conley. You look up and you're like, man, this guy's filling up the stats hey, box. Hey, empty, em- empty statters are uh, have made a great living in the league. Uh, oh, yeah. and, the, and the Celtics have had a lot of them. Al Jefferson, I remember, was a was a really good one. Uh, so, again, it's it's the game is about stats to a degree, but really it's about when you're watching a game, and I found myself under, you know, I found myself in a position I haven't been in a, in a while where you're you're watching the, the 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 consistency throughout the entire game. I'm like, they just play like this. They're not they're not going to lose. Like I, I I felt like they were going to win in the middle of the third, even when yeah. they were. So it was right after the Celtics were making a run. I think they got it down to four, and then they quickly got it up to eight nine. I'm like, no, no, it's 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 too late. Yeah, they, all, they just can't get around it. All night long, we kept him at arm's length, and we did a good job doing it. Uh, Skydweller, I don't know if you watch us a lot. I don't think any of us are really predicting any moves at the trade deadline. Um, and I, furthermore, I, I don't think there's a trade we can pull off that will turn this around magically the way the Pau Gasol trade turned that Laker era around. Murray is a, a slight improvement over, over D'Angelo Russell, and if it costs – Reeves and D'Lo, then it's not worth it. Or if, if you keep D'Lo, I guess, then maybe it's worth it. But it's it's a lateral. All of these moves are laterals. And so if you're just trying to juice the roster, I think you could literally do as much simply by waving Torian Prince and letting him find another job and opening up minutes for Hachimura, Hayes, and Wood and giving giving them a little bit more run. And maybe even Christie or Huchtafino. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I've, nothing I've seen out of those guys makes me think. It's. It, it, they both look. You know, like they're just kind of happy to be here and like, taking a paycheck home, and that's good enough for them. And none of our young guys look very hungry to me. Um, when they do get to play, they look like they're kind of like, oh man, I I got I got to take off the warm ups. Oh, man, I, those are comfy. So I. Uh, Joe's right. We don't draft well unless it's the forty eighth through the 50th pick and or they're undrafted. Um, it's just that that's the sad, that's the sad state of affairs that we have to live with as Laker fans these days. So I, I, I 
don't see a move happening. Um, and it's, uh, I, I, yeah, Eric, I totally agree. We only have one first rounder we can trade and then it's gone. And then this summer you can add potentially after draft day or on draft day, I should say, you could trade up to three picks a draft day deal or two picks at any other time um, and pick swaps and second rounders and blah, 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 blah. But I fully expect D'Angelo Russell to pick up his player option with us next season. And I think at that point, he's going to be a much more uh, valuable trading chip than he will be this season in any way, shape or form. I just, I don't care how many threes he makes over the next week or what he does with his hair or or any of that. It's just not going to be enough to change the narrative. And what teams are really looking at at the trade deadline is one of two things. Either we want to get better or we want to ship out. We want to bring in expiring salary so that we get under the apron and can continue to like operate standard business as usual style. Lakers can't offer either one of those. Really, We have one pretty good player in Reeves. We sounds like we're choosing really not to put on the table. So when you're not offering cap relief and when you're not offering a good player, that affects winning on a high level. You're just not going to make the kind of trades that people like to float out there. You know, I know some people like Zach Levine. There's no way we're getting Zach Levine. I know if, if it's just not going to happen, it's just not going to happen. And so, as Joe said, we like logic here. We like reality. We don't, we don't deal in unicorns and rainbows really. So that's that. <laughs> John Henry. That's a that's funny. That's a good name too, by the way. Uh, well, I, I mean, I will be in LA on Saturday. I'll be in Santa Monica. If you want to roll through, uh, you didn't you didn't expect that, did you, John Henry? <laughs> hey, I'll be a Huckleberry. <laughs> so going back to the game, the the next steps. Uh, in terms of trade folks is you're going to have to wait out to see how desperate certain teams are going to be. Like maybe, maybe some will overplay their hands. So let's, let's use Jajante Murray as an example, since he's been the hot name, the hot name for the Lakers. What would it take? Well, my instincts tell me there's a team out there that can use his services and probably has more assets than we do to give it to LA, to, to give Atlanta. That's my first instinct. But let's just say it, it, it isn't. Let's say Atlanta's coming down to the last 15 minutes of the trade deadline. And all of a sudden they're like, man, we're not getting anything for DeJounte Murray. We want to get out of this contract. If Rob called and said, look, all I got is Rui Hachimura and a first round pick, take it or leave it. That could be something that might work. Now, the, the question there is, is that enough? Is DeJounte Murray move the needle enough? It might, a little. But from going from 500 to then all of a sudden they go on a run where they could finish the season, uh, you know, winning a hell of a lot more than losing, that's a tough one, man. Um, that's a tough one. Hey, uh, John Henry, uh, let's see here. Easy to call people bitch online. Well, uh, you know what I look like. You know where I live. If you want to be called a bitch in your, to your face, you're more than welcome to come over here and I'll tell you to your face. Again, guys, come on. Get, get real here. I'm not, I'm not on the computer all, you know, blind and 
with a fake name. You know who my name is. You know where my company is. You can go online. You can click in Sinblades. You know where my address is. You know where my warehouse is. You want to dance? You can come dance. Just make sure you come with something. Don't ever come with something if you plan on doing something and not doing something with it. Uh, tough guy. I don't think I'm a tough guy, but I do tough guy things when somebody tries to hurt me. I don't go hurt people. I don't go and bully people. I'm the bully killer, actually. I I, I bully the bully. And uh, bullying the bully has been a good business for me in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, so the Celtics uh, game uh, – is I'm, I'm, I'm 280 pounds, uh, Eric close. I do want to get to 250 though. Uh, that, that I've, I've been, I've been slowly getting close to that, uh, here, uh, hopefully get there within the next six months, but, but yeah, the Celtics game, I would like to think is, is the game that finally kind of maybe clicked because this was the best road win. And man, it, the fact that it's the, the Celtics was an even bigger, uh, they had their best road win last Saturday, and then they had a better one here. And within a week, they had a better one here on Thursday. So I'd like to top it off, man. I'd like to top this off in New York, getting a win in Golden State, getting a win in San Francisco, getting a win in, in Boston, and getting a win in New York. We have two big cities, three of the biggest cities in the, in the country. That's a, that's a good thing. Um, so I, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm going to turn into Gerald here and say I hope that this was a – a boost so that we can finally start talking about wins instead of the, the same old, same old losing mentality and who's this, who's that, who's going to get fired and all that garbage. Um, <laughs> but we're going to, we have seven days left until the trade deadline ends. There's going to be a lot of excitement from what I'm hearing. I didn't feel like there'd be a lot of movement, but apparently some of the people that we know that are, little bit closer to that world are saying that there's going to be a lot of movement. I can't figure out what, because, and maybe it's because I don't know. Maybe it's because it's not big names. I mean, I don't consider Zach Levine a big name. Uh, Trey young hasn't been thrown out enough to where I can say, well, maybe that there's something there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has been talked about a lot this year, which never really made sense to me. Like why would Cleveland trade Donovan Mitchell now? Next year, maybe, but not, not right now. I just I can't buy that one. I, I can't. And if you were to trade for for Donovan Mitchell, you're gonna have to get. It's gonna have to be a Rudy Gobert type haul for 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 Cleveland to do it. No one's gonna do that. Uh, I think what this trade line's gonna trade deadline's gonna do is if uh, Embiid is healthy in the end here. If this knee problem isn't a pro, like if they feel like this knee's gonna heal in time for the playoffs and it'll be fine. The Sixers have to get one more guy, like a Caruso or some kind of role player that's going to really kind of give them that extra boost once they get to the playoffs. Someone that could guard uh, Tatum a little bit more tightly. Somebody could just throw at him and then kind of neutralize him to some degree. And then Oklahoma City is the other team I'm going to look at because these guys have assets up the yin-yang. What are they going to do? Would they go after him? See, that team could definitely use a like a, a DeRozan or a and a Caruso. If I'm Presti, and again, Presti's a lot better GM than I am. But if I feel like if 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 he wants to maybe give this year a shot, because I predicted Denver would hit a, you know, and most teams do. The repeat champions don't just grow on trees. 
uh, you have to be great to win back to back. So I, I, I didn't think Denver would go back to back as good as they are. Oklahoma City can make it much harder by adding more scoring in DeRozan and adding a defensive stalwart to that team in Caruso. I'd be talking to Chicago and I'd be like, what do you want? You know, he's an expiring contract. DeRozan is an expiring contract. If he blows it, you weren't supposed to win this year anyways. He blows it, you're done. You're Let him go walk at the end of the year. Caruso, he's got a couple of years left on his contract. That guy's a glue guy, so you keep him. And then you he's got championship experience that he can bring to the team. Now Oklahoma City starts to get scary. They start to get scary in the playoffs. And that's that's the stuff that I've kind of navigated through and see. That's the stuff I want to kind of pay attention to. It's not really Laker-related because Lakers don't have anything, guys. They don't have anything to throw. You know, you can't get a big money guy because the salary cap won't allow him to. So what do you do then? Well, the easiest thing to do, honestly, at this point, they're not going to fire Darvin Ham unless he loses the next 15 games, something like that, which is not going to happen. But they have to somehow do what they did tonight with the implementation of their two stars. If they do that, then this is not a problem anymore. The, the puzzling part is why are, can't they do it? LeBron is an all-team guy. He's a distributing guy. He wants everybody to do this. And AD is a, is, a, is a quiet superstar. He doesn't get in anybody's business. He doesn't talk smack about anybody. Like, what's the problem here? Where's the disconnect? Why couldn't you do this before with these guys? And that's the question that can only be answered, I think, if you were able to sit down with the team and ask them, like, without media. Just, you know, just like, like you sit there and you're like, guys, what, what happened? Why can't you do this? What is going on throughout that day, throughout the week, where you can't play like you guys just played tonight? Because it actually looked effortless. Looked like they were killing themselves doing it. They were playing so well and so thorough that the Celtics looked like they couldn't breathe. They couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. So, I don't know. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I think Gerald accidentally pressed the button. Or did he? Gerald, where are you? Hello? There we go. Oh, there you Send go. the wrong one. Hide the other one, my friend. Okay, hold on. <laughs> where is it? There we go. Try me now. All right. Okay, I'm on the I don't know. I can't scroll down this stupid thing, man. Uh, that's, I think because you're, uh, I'm never mind it. Okay. You got to show me that next What's time. What's up with all it. the trolls, man? What's up with all the trolls, man? He's just talking smack. Look, tough, look, want to be tough guys. Don't like 
to be called out, even though they're not being talked to directly. Because the tough guy thing, guy, I've been around, I've been around studio gangsters my whole life. <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's an extreme term, right? I just call them posers. I've been around them my whole life. Okay, I've been around them my whole life. In the end, in the end, <laughs> the people who are around you, that's how you judge somebody, right? Usually those guys that are fake, tough guys, they don't have any support. They have nothing. Because it's crazy, man. Because they're narcissistic yeah. slobs. They're they're so insecure and their inferiority complex is trying to be masked by oh so you think you're a tough guy i'm gonna you know i've seen guys throwing their hats and they're doing this and then of course there's five people blocking people and that all automatically they know there's they're in that safe zone right they're in a safe yeah. zone they don't have to worry about having to actually go through now don't get me wrong there's guys out there that do want a ball for no reason not ball but ball and then they learned the hard way that maybe they, they should have thought about that, tw- you know, before they started. But, you know, again, it's, it's in good fun, uh, Gerald. I love it. I love the banter. I'm glad you love it. But big shout out to Eric, uh, Intel, Darren, Avon Traders. I mean, we've just had so many great. We've had more contributions in the past couple of days than all Look month. At, to prove what I was saying is correct. Look at. Thank our, you. Big thank you. Much Look love. Look what they said when that guy was talking smack. Guys, that's the greatest thing a person can have after yes. family. After yes. a good family, there's nothing better than when your boys and your girls back you up. Because yep. that right there is the army. That's your army. And when you want to go to battle, you got your army with you. And they're going to, you know, you guys, I'm sure most of you have seen uh, Gladiator, right? Well, at the end, when he was trying to get out of this situation, one of the one of the lines he says to one of his former servants is, "Let them know I'm still alive, and we'll, you'll see where their loyalty lies." This is against the emperor, too, by the way. But they would go with the general first. So at the end of the day, guys, people will support those who are legit. They'll support the legit guy because at the end of the day, I'm the only call. I'm the only call when shit hits the fan. And I'm always there. there. You go. And that's how you do it. You're always so there let me ask. People. Deep Purple's asking about Steve Adams' trade. Uh, it sounds like he, uh, Memphis is clearing some space uh, for the summer, uh, and they got some. They got some three uh, three second rounders uh, for Houston. Maybe they see Adams still as a key, possibly going forward for next year, as a backup to uh, Sangoon, Joe. I don't know. I, Memphis is kind of in a rut right now without John Morant. They, they have to kind of punt this season, anyways. Yeah, but I mean, this is for their summer. They maybe yeah, they made yeah, the move for the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I I felt I felt in the summer that this year wasn't going to go their way. Even with twenty five games, it's too much for your star to be out. It, it it it's way too much. That doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't happen. Maybe they'll miss ten games or something like that, but. Because of the circumstances, too, and we – I don't know John Morant's workout habits, but we saw that he had to go out with a with an injury. You, you would think that being out as long as he was, he wouldn't be as injury-prone, but that happens, too, when you're not training the correct way and 
probably eating the right things, probably too busy taking pictures of himself doing things, right? This time, maybe this year he didn't do a do the gun thing, but maybe he was doing other things. And that's what happens with these guys. They're preoccupied with their own self. Being a tough guy. Since the theme tonight is being a tough guy. See, John Morant, went, didn't he go to a private school? <clears throat> wasn't he Wasn't he wearing cardigan sweaters and all that stuff, right? So here's John Morant, highly educated, normal Thank guy. Thank you, Isabel. Right? Normal, you know, normal type stuff in his life. He had to downgrade himself so he could fit in. Fit into what? What were you trying to fit into? Being a be, being a, being a tough guy. There's a there's an ex Colombo captain Capo. His name is Michael Francis. He's not paying me to do this. He's very popular on YouTube. Michael Francis. He's a former Capo for the Colombo family. Listen to his podcasts, and he will tell you everything that's real. When it comes to the tough guy world, it's not what you think, guys. What you see on Goodfellas, The Godfather, Donnie Brasco, there's semblance of truth there, here and there, but it's embellished because it's it needs to. It's a movie. Behind the scenes, guys, the guys that are loud, the guys that are, you know, who are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They usually don't last. Now, if you're offended that I call you uh, B-I-T-C-H, well, you got to ask your, you got to ask yourself a question. Why did I call you that? I'm not going to just call anybody that unless you are. But maybe John Henry doesn't know who I am. Maybe he saw me once and he's just assuming that I'm just some guy who's babbling. You got to be here for a while to kind of get what's going on. Howard Stern had that problem, right? Howard Stern after and I, I'm not a big fan of Howard Stern fan especially lately, but he would create this, you know, narrative of just being a slob but after a while you start to listen to his interviewing techniques and who he got on the show and all this stuff and you then you started people start liking it so yeah these are all important things guys and you know segueing into the memphis john Morant thing i think that it, it kind of puts together the two subjects and and and, and it, it it tells you look what happened to memphis throughout all this because someone was selfish so selfish and trying to be something that he's not, that has nothing to do with what he needs to do. And here's an organization paying him millions and millions of dollars, and now you just punted a another uh, another year when when you were you were on the rise. And that's the problem, guys. That's that's these organizations running this, and you can't duplicate a John Morant. Th those guys physically don't are not they're not growing on trees. So you're screwed in the end. Looks like Melinda Ham. Looks like Melinda Hampton uh, has morphed from uh, that other guy. So it looks like it's the somebody just using different monikers, but trying to say the same thing. When now it's a tough girl. Now it's a tough girl. After you. Effing tough. I'll stop. But don't shoot the message. <laughs> Business, Mr. Molecular. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't, well, um, who sounds kind of similar. Hey, can you sounds tell me what, can you tell me what I called that name guys that, that, that ruffled your panties? Yeah. I want to know. See, they, that they don't do that, Joe, but I want to know yeah. you guys got to bring the information. Otherwise I, I call people that a few times here and there. It's, it's not, called me that. 
Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but let's get back to the game. I do want to – can I talk to you about something that Jamie mentioned earlier, and I appreciate Jamie for stopping by. The thing was he mentioned about D'Lo struggling today. I disagree. Yeah, he did not shoot well from the field. I'll give you that. But the way he managed the game, Joe, 14 assists today, season high. I, I really think his – and the way he was – leading out there instructing like i remember when he leaned over to go ahead and i think he was talking to jackson hayes about what he wanted on a certain set offensively those type of things you want from a leader today from a game management standpoint d'angelo russell deserves a lot of credit today joe oh no there's no i i did not see i saw as close to a perfect game that you would want from d'angelo russell tonight as you, as you could have outside the shooting outside the shooting um, look, man, to me, when you have 13 assists and you're, you're controlling the ball and you're getting guys open shots, you're a part of that, that scoring that he, he, when you're, when something's not working, this is something that we used to love about Kobe. When Kobe wasn't making shots, he was doing other things. And D'Angelo didn't shoot well in the last game. And it looked like he wasn't going to shoot well tonight. And then boom, you're, you he started distributing, which usually isn't his thing. But, man, I'm so happy it was tonight because he he absolutely killed it there in that department. Yeah, he played very well, and that's that's exactly what you want. I know our 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 John Costa, you know, who couldn't make it tonight, uh, he is ha somewhere ecstatic right now being the president of the D'Lo fan club. But as you said earlier, as I was listening to you, as I was driving the freeway, we're a week out from the trade deadline. And, uh, you know, some decisions are going to be made. Again, I'm still thinking that there's no trade out there that's going to really put the Lakers in that stratosphere. So I say play it smart and set up for the long haul this upcoming summer. But, you know, the Lakers, they're, they're, they're trigger figures ishy. So. They, they might be likely to go ahead and do some things uh, before trade deadline. Yeah, the, the Lakers are not likely going to do any major trades here. They, they, first of all, they can't if it's someone that's making any significant money. And the other is most most trades that they do will, will, will teeter maybe a few inches here and there, whether it's lateral or, or not. It's just not. It's just it's, just, it's too even. It's too even at that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, just again, we, we got to be smart about this uh, and you got to take tonight's victory. And the thing is, this energy, Joe, this energy is just I, it's so hard to describe the way the Lakers you called it the other day, though, when you said watch the Lakers win on in Boston. And now, mind you, I assumed you meant having LeBron and AD for the game in Boston, but is this just exactly how a 500 team is in the NBA? They win when you don't expect them, and they lose when you when they don't expect them to either. We, we talked about this before you came back. Uh, the Celtics and the Warriors are two teams that I was comparing to the uh, Steeler-Raven uh, rivalry last yeah. 20, 24 years. Uh, it, wouldn't, it didn't matter if there was a backup quarterback or not. There, those games, other than a few – blowouts every now and then we're always competitive because it's the it's the uniform that tends to bring certain things out on that team so the celtics and the warriors the lakers no matter how bad they are or how good they are 
always seemed to play well against that th- those two franchises, no matter what. And it just so happened to be on this road trip. And thank God it was because I think if they had played, I don't know, the Sixers with a healthy Embiid or um, Oklahoma City on the road Saturday and t- tonight, they probably would have lost. <laughs> So, I'm going to look for Isabel's trade. She asked me to go ahead and post them. So I'm going to go ahead and look for them. She said she posted a couple trades. So I'm going to look for them. <laughs> she reminds me of Laker Tom. It's our, it's, uh, oh, here they are. Uh, there's two combinations of trades uh, she'd like to consider by trading. So what does she have there? Let me go ahead and see. So it's D'Lo Rui, 29th pick for Murray and DFS. Grant, Jeremy Grant, Brogdon, and any of those combos with AD, LJ, RAR would be. Isabel, that's too too much movement. It's too She's much a big movement. fan of DFS. She's a big fan of DFS. I can tell you that already. It's, it's too much movement this late in the season for, for guys that are not going to really move the needle. And if you get a guy that's a legit third star, you have to trade your depth for him. And that might still be a lateral move. Yeah. I don't think – I don't think uh, – I'm just going to say this. I think you'll need more than one first-round draft pick to get both Murray and DFS on the team. You cannot get both those guys on the team with just one first-round pick. I think that – and don't say JHS is a first-round pick because he's a laughing stock of the league right now. He is so, a laughing so stock since, of the league. So since you brought up – so since you brought up Laker Tom. So Laker Tom – had a uh, tweet tonight or today or uh, around almost four o'clock tonight. So yeah, his, I know. His, his, his proposed <laughs> his proposed six player trade with the Nets and the Hawks, similar to to his Izzy's, um, Murray and Bogdanovich to the Lakers. Okay, Dinwiddie Reeves, the twenty nine pick, two thirty first round swap from the LA. Can they do that? Well, Laker Tom is trying to make that happen. I don't, so think, that's, I don't think you can do 29 to 30. So that's already. No. Like, you, has, saw, you, you can't do it as a. Machine. Um, yep. let, let's, you have to do let's, a, 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 let, let's roll with this. Let's just a trade say, swap. Trade let's, swap. Let's, you say, can do. Let's, let's do 2031 because that can happen. So 2031, first round swap. 2029, first round pick protected by at the top five. Okay, cool. You cannot give an outright outside the 29. The 29 is the only one you can give outright, just to let you right. know. Right. So that one is protected, though. Here, let me let me say it again. So in a proposed six-player trade by Laker Tom, not me, not Gerald. Laker Tom, folks. Laker Tom today at 3.55 p.m. on his Twitter. Proposed six-player trade, Lakers-Nets trade, Lakers-Nets-Hawks trade. Lakers received DeJounte Murray and uh, Bowen Bogdanovich. Bogon or Bohan? Yep, Boyan. Boyan, that's it, Boyan. And then the Hawks would receive Dinwiddie, Austin Reeves, the the 29th first-round pick, top five protected. And then I think – and then the only way this works is if it's a 2031, not 2030. Tom put 2030. 2031 first-round swap. Then the Nets would get Russell, put Shafino, and for some reason, uh, I guess maybe the Nets have the, the Clippers first-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have that's just just too much. Again, uh, these teams all want first round draft picks, and the Lakers only have one to give out. 
And I, I just think it's not in your best interest to give out your only available draft pick for Murray or DFS. I, I originally was the one, again, putting out Murray's name out there first, but just he just doesn't move the needle enough for a 500 team. I don't know what you guys want. Uh, I don't know what your expectations are. But if you think that's going to dramatically put the Lakers in that stratosphere, that's asking a lot from a guy that's that's marginally better than both of our guards right now. And Finney Smith is a marginally better player than what? Yeah, I mean, he would still be, what, the fourth, number four guy on our team as far as it's concerned? Not Maybe a number three, but he's not a number three that, that you can count on for 17 to 20 a night. He plays good defense, but yeah, I just, it's just not going to happen, Joe. There's just no connecting the dots on getting this team at that level with what, with what's out there. No, it's, it's, it's a discussion at this point. That's and I'm trying to be honest with people. We're just trying to be honest people. There, 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 there has to be a, if they get a trade that works, it's gotta be some kind of, it's got to be some kind of Rob favor. Yeah. A team gives Rob a favor and some kind of three team trade. Yeah. It's, it's just too much. It's too much math, too much. It's just not going to happen there. There might be some movement for the Lakers along the fringes, but even if they get Murray, it's, you guys are going to put way too many expectations on him. And when he doesn't meet up to them, guys going to be just as hard as on him as you are. We're on Westbrook. And you've been on, you know, we've been on, you know, name that player. You know, it just, I, I, DeJounte Murray comes here, nice player, does some nice things. Not the greatest contract in the world, but you know what? It's not one that they can't get rid of either if they don't like it. Small, small trade, maybe. Yeah. But we will be here. We will be here, folks. Probably all all day, and we yeah. and there's also a podcast we're going to do for the game. We're going to bring on uh, Eli back, the guy who wrote about the Mamba mentality. You're going to be live at that game, so yeah, at the uh, Kobe statue unveiling. Yep, it'll be a fun day because draft days and deadline days are that anticipation, and we're talking, we're having drinks and talking, and you know, everybody excited maybe if something happening. Last year was kind of fun. I got to admit, there was a lot of movement last year. Yes. And uh, while Made I time see, happy. while yeah, while I didn't see, I don't see a lot of movement this year. But there might be something small. And then at that, in any way, you're gonna get entertained by by the activity. From what I'm hearing from between you and 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 Empire Jeff, you guys are saying that there's gonna be a lot of movement. Is that correct? I'm just saying a lot of movement along the fringes, but there's no stars, man. There's no big names, no big marquee names that's going to make people say, well, unless something materializes, there's no big names that are dissatisfied where they're at that's going to move to the Lakers or anybody else that unless something changes within the next few days, because, I mean, you tell me the big names that are out there that are available. Zach Levine, that's not a big name. That's not a big enough name. Let's put it that way. It's not a big enough name to move the needle for any team one way or the other. So, uh, And especially now with, with Joel Embiid getting hurt and the torn meniscus, who knows what now Philadelphia is going to do, whether or not they're going to go all in or not. Yeah. No, it's 
it's it's it's it's it's harder and harder to do these trades because of the the massive amount of money that these guys are making. Yeah, and you have to trade half your team to get these guys, and most of these guys aren't worth trading for. Yeah. You have to you have to have the timing right where you have a you have expiring contracts that you want to get rid of, and maybe that team can use those players for the stretch run. That's it. That's why I think Oklahoma City and, and Philly are the two teams I'm going to be paying attention to. Just so happen to be the probably the other than Rob Palenka, probably the most popular GMs in the in the league right now, which is Maury and and uh, and Presti, right? And, yeah. And those are the two. Well, they're the ones that have real assets. The Lakers don't have. But but those are the guys assets. that are that that that, that we've been hearing the names a lot more than others. Yeah. Golden and, State might be a player too. I don't know what those guys can do. I mean, they, they'd have to start. They've got Chris Paul's contract. I'm still uh, hearing. I'm 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 gonna stick to my guns on that one. I know that it's not a popular one, but if Golden State finally come succumbs to the fact that and I think this is a decision they're gonna have to make after the trade deadline, if they can't improve in some way, then they're gonna probably buy out Chris Paul and let him go try and win a championship. Now, would he go to the Lakers on a minimum? I don't know. He might want to go. He's not going to go back to the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Denver can use him. I don't think Minnesota could use him. I don't think New Orleans would want to use him, maybe. Go back to New Orleans, finish your career where you started. So I, I, I know he's not – I know he's done pretty much, but it doesn't hurt to have a guy that can play 12, 15 minutes maybe that can give you some veteran leadership and – you know, maybe a, a mid-range shot, a little here and there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I that could be something. That could be something that we I discussed months ago. Once when he broke his hand, was it his hand? Yeah. Yeah. His hand. Yeah. 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 But wait, Zangerstein is saying build on the fringes. Let me go ahead and post that. As far as Nick Richards, you see the players there on the screen. Uh, all I say, Z, is if it puts you back in the tax, the repeater tax. I don't know offhand because I don't have the accessibility off my phone right now to look uh to whether or not that puts you back in the tax if you put if that puts you back in the repeater tax that's an absolutely dumb move to just build along the fringes and put you in the tax for some role players that's not a move you want to make now if it's if fine it you know if it's right they're right around the same salaries and you stay uh, you avoid the repeater tax then that's okay but yeah you do not want to get into the repeater tax and go through another year where you're costing yourself just for some role players like Nick Richards, Royce O'Neal. Those guys aren't worth getting into the tax for. And they're not. Yeah. That's not going to happen. They're not going to allow it. Uh, part of the, the, the frustration with, with, with Jeannie is, is the fact that she is penny-pinching at a time where they have more money now than they ever have. So when it, when when are they going to when are we going to finally get to a point where they can stop worrying? They have billion-dollar TV contracts. They're worth, on the market, probably 10 to $11 billion. When is this excuse going to go away? When are yeah. they going to, you know, you, you, you as, a, as a league agreed to these stupid CBAs this last couple of times. So why, yeah. what are you doing now? What are you going to do? 
Can I ask you a question? Does Melinda sound does Melinda sound like a guy name or a girl name? See, I like the normal Joe, not the I can't get touched. Jo, uh, Melinda, I don't know. Melinda Hampton, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like a uh, girl's name. I don't know. Uh, look, dude, we're here to we're here to talk facts and entertain. You know, sometimes those things separate a little bit because yeah. that's what people want to hear. There's and by the way, we are referring to you. Yeah, tough yeah. behind the computer screen guy. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. No, 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 guys. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. This is this is this is this is this is nothing. When this thing is at ten thousand, stop! Please stop dropping. Please stop dropping the n word in there. Yeah, and, and that's and that's my problem. Okay, here. Let me let me. I'm glad you brought that up, Gerald. Here's the problem with the trolls on this show. Okay, here's the problem. We start seeing the trolling. We give you a little attention because we know you're lacking it. And yeah. you know, we have some fun with it. Then you pigs need to start dropping the N-bomb. What is it with the N-bomb and you mother, you know what? Seriously, you can't have a conversation without dropping the N-bomb? Make you feel good? Does it make you feel good? Every troll we've had on here has to drop that word. Why? What does that have to do with me? What does that have to do with me? What, did I emasculate you? Is that what I did? Is that what we're doing to you? I'm not Why? the one with a girl's name, Every Melinda. single troll we've had on here, legit troll, has to drop the N-bomb. Why? You want to drop it? I got some friends you can use that word with. I'd like to see you use that word in front of them. I got some friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm not joking. Go ahead and use that word in front of them. I'm going to keep it at that because I don't want to get pissed off right now. I'm no, enjoying the night. no class. Absolutely it's, it's, no you class. Know, you want to talk no smack? Class. You want to talk smack? I don't have time to deal with this. Look, we're on YouTube, all right? We already have to deal with this social BS outside the show, okay? We already have to deal with all that garbage, all the sensitive crap, all the BS, okay? We're trying to make this exciting. Of course, it's still a rather testosterone-filled show, which I don't want that to be lost in it. We know we I got a lot of that. But why does it always have to end with the end? Like, can you be original a little bit? You want to call me names, it's probably better that way. Because now I got to deal with the censors. You know, YouTube's sensitive with that kind of stuff. I got And then we got to be the guy to kick you out. I hate kicking people out. I like to hear the smoke. Bring it. Bring the smoke. But just... Can you get rid of the N-word? You know, we got a lot of people here that are, you know, that different don't like that word. Different races, different... We have a lot of people know, here that don't like that word, okay? So, come on. Talk smack. Stop doing your BS. So, anyways, Gerald. Yes, sir. You know, tonight's game, we've, we've, we've been on here for an hour and a half, and we've gone through every gamut of this. And, again, this, this game tonight... What I really got out of it was, and I had said a few, I said, I said this information a little bit on, on, on playback. It's these guys are still pros. This is, this is a reason why they're professional NBA players. It's the greatest league in the world. And when, when your manhood is tested and you're being degraded and you're being told that you suck and you're being told that you ain't going to amount to anything. Like Melinda. <laughs> sometimes man, the, the the stars align at the right moment and you get that chip off on that on your th that stuff works, man. The bulletin board work stuff works. 
And I kind of chastised the, some of the guys too with like, like these guys, you know, obviously they're not practicing, right? Isn't that what Darvin Ham said? So they're yes. probably on social media all day reading this. So in a way it benefited us watching this because now we have, we had these guys kind of coming in going, all right, well, all right, we're going to show you guys up. And then it was compounded by the fact that Celtics came in here thinking they were just going to skip all, all 48 minutes and they got skipped. They got, they got curved actually in their own, in their own building. And that's a good thing. I loved it. And, you know, stomping on green turds is never, ever old. It never. No, not at all. (laughs) So anyways, uh, I want to thank Jamie Sweet for chiming in while he was uh, cooking dinner for the fam and uh, feeding us some good content there. Again, uh, Jamie's always uh, missed here when he's not Gerald, uh, you know, you're the guy that always says, I can't do it tonight, and then all of a sudden you show up. So congratulations on that. Thanks for showing up. Uh, that, that shows your dedication to the show. Uh, You've got a you... nightcap coming, though, at 10 so o'clock. We, we, everyone. we do have a nightcap, and I want to make sure that uh, I can go, and, and believe it or not, folks, we do research, and you know we do put together information for the show. We don't just come in here after you know work or whatever and just like start talking. Look, we... We're not going to know the stuff we know without actually watching stuff. Now, I wish I could watch all the games to some degree, but then I would literally not have a life. I would be in the room watching games. <laughs> I have I have, I have, have stuff to do <laughs> that take precedent at the moment. But I am able to watch enough and obviously read enough to know what's going on. And then, uh, of course, Lakers stuff's a little easier to know because uh, everything's kind of geared towards Laker information. But we are going to have a show tonight at 10 o'clock. Usually it's at 11, but uh, it was an early game. And I'm, I know some of you on the East Coast, uh, you know, might not be able to make it live. So when it's an early game, uh, I, I, we're going to start looking at maybe 9, 10 o'clock so that you guys can watch uh, the show live as well. Uh, Gerald will be there with me. It'll be a nightcap. Yes, I'll be having some cocktails for you guys. And yes, Intel. If you're there, if you're hearing this, keep the super chats coming, and I'll 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 shoot down some some rum for you. Um, yes, I'll be at 10 p.m. Pacific, Alan. I know yeah. you were asking. Yes. So 10 p.m. Pacific, one hour before the normal uh, 11 o'clock number, and and again, uh, Lakers beat the Celtics tonight, 114-105. It was a really a wire to wire win. And yes. I want to thank you all for uh, even Melinda Hampton, whoever you are. I know you've that's. Well, that was what. Well, that was what. Melinda Hampton was just the moniker. It's it's the burner phone, change the account type deal. Was the same individual that was uh, under the different name, John or whatever. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, again, I want to thank everyone for being on here. We we all love you. We really do. Thank you for. For for, thanks for watching and the super chat, Eric, and the the super chats, Eric. Yes. Yes. Appreciate it. Yes. The, 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 the popularity of the show continues to rise and it will continue to rise. And we, we, we're here to be with the rise and that's just, and the Riz, <laughs> the rise and the Riz. That could be a show G. It, Isabel, he doesn't like to stay up this late. It's past his Betty by time. Uh, he is 79. Uh, so <laughs> I will, I do ask him, he, he's been in the middle of a move too, uh, but I'll ask him to see if he can join up this weekend. I'm going to see if I can get L Rob to uh, bring, come back for the Laker Holics this weekend as well. So no, again, uh, Laker Tom, uh, look, we're, we're living in Laker Tom's world. That's yes. And you're going to have to accept folks. Yes. Uh, he does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And, 
you got a problem with that, he'll just hang up. So with that, <laughs> or uh, he'll tell you f you as well. Yeah, that too. He's he's got that. He's got that dog in him too. But with, but <laughs> I know this on a personal level. <laughs> I haven't way. witnessed it. I haven't been around Laker Tom long enough. Uh, I've uh, got the emails. But uh, yeah. But anyways, I um, I. <laughs> but with that. Thank you for watching the Lakers fast break close game here again. Celtics lose to the Lakers 114-105. We'll have the show. Uh, we'll have a show tomorrow. Uh, and of course, we'll have post game uh, after the game on, on Saturday, Saturday against the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And for those of you who are still around here in the next 90 minutes, almost 90 minutes, uh, the Lakers nightcap will be on. I will be here. I will be there hosting and Gerald will be there. Maybe virtually. Hop on to Empire Jeff while you're waiting for us. Yes, he's available right now. Yes, Empire Jeff is rocking and rolling. Things are growing there too. We're, we're all a big Laker family here. We're all going to benefit uh, in the end here, guys. That the Laker fandom is growing. It will always grow, and it'll always it'll always be number one, at least in the NBA. So with that, thank you for being on. We'll see you tomorrow. Anybody have any questions, any concerns, whatever, email us. Hit up G, hit up Gerald. And until Lakers then, fast break at Yahoo.com. at Yahoo.com. Lakers fast break at Yahoo.com. And until next time, we'll see you next time.